I had no idea that when I first moved to San Francisco in 2015, that this would even be a thing. I bleached my hair blonde mere months before moving to this beautiful city, and little did I know that this whole blonde thing would be uh, at first something that I would really enjoy, but later I would learn that in social situations would be a detriment to my specific social circle. Why, you ask? Well, it's simple. One of the things that I very quickly learned when dating slash and or hooking up in this city was that everyone likes blonde boys. Everyone. Anyone and all from every single sort of background, every color of the rainbow, and uh, even other white boys like blonde boys. I didn't get it. I just thought that when I moved here that I was getting way more attention than I was back in Sacramento, but... uh, I quickly learned that when you walk down the street in the Castro district of San Francisco, all eyes turn at some point or another. So then cut to me in another social situation with, yes, you guessed it. Once again, it's Cahoy and there's only three of us in a gay bar and suddenly... The next thing we know, there's 15 guys, and as he introduces us to each other one by one, I look across the room and spot him. There he is, my competition, a fellow blonde boy. At first, I didn't really know how to act or react around them, but I very quickly picked up on this weird vibe that they always exuded in every single type of situation. It's that little blonde boy side-eye thing that I think we all understand if you live in bigger cities such as San Francisco. You look each other up and down when you think the other's not looking at you, and then sometimes even when you think the other's looking at you. But you kind of want to do one of those things where you want to find something on them that will justify the fact that you are going to be the winner, that you're better that you are the superior blonde boy and that someone in this bar wants to go home with you over the other. But then sometimes there's nothing that you can find and then you immediately find yourself trying to conduct yourself in a manner that would throw in any sort of indication that perhaps your personality type is the best. But here's the thing, when a guy wants to go home with a blonde boy, He doesn't really care about your personality. So what is this? What is this thing? Why do guys obsess over these blonde boys? So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill. And let's answer the question. Do blondes really have more fun? Do blondes really have more fun? Hey guys, this is My Gay Expose Podcast, where we talk about gay sex, gay dating, gay culture, gay love, gay stereotypes, gay relationships, that infamous gay walk of shame, and anything else that might be considered, um, gay? 
I'm your host, Ronnie Washburn, a writer and blogger based out of San Francisco, California, and I'm here exposing my gay on my gay expose podcast. Disclaimer. The views expressed on My Gay Exposé podcast are not necessarily the opinions or views of the gay community as a whole. These are simply the opinions, experiences, and stories told by host Ronnie Washburn. Furthermore, this podcast is explicit, straightforward, and not for the faint of heart. And no topic is taboo, except for religion and politics. While all stories are real, most characters' names are changed to protect their identity. Unless you're a close friend to Ronnie, in which, that's what you signed up for, bitch. Hey there, guys. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to My Gay Exposé Podcast. And on this week's episode, we revisit that classic phrase that used to be on everybody's heterosexual lips. Do blondes really have more fun? And all the guys in the world were always saying this phrase when they watched Pamela Anderson Lee run down that Baywatch beach. And I think they all agreed unanimously that it was a very hardcore yes. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about what it's like to be a blonde boy in bigger cities such as San Francisco. Well, within the gay community anyway. We'll talk about what I learned when I moved here and realized that suddenly I was a desired piece of meat with frosted tips. But first, before we hop into the salon and get our hair done once again, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Re-Exposé. Welcome to this week's Re-Exposé, where I take the time in my day to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, re-say, restart over, or just re-exposé shit that either you didn't understand, I didn't understand. Or once I listened to past episodes, I was like, oh, fuck, what did I even say that for? And this week, the, all the buzz in my Gay Expose podcast world surrounds last week's episode titled The Selfish Top Epidemic. I've got a lot of mixed reviews on the subject matter of this specific episode. One person told me that it's too bad that I have to showcase the fact that there are negative and or positive qualities in gay communities around the world. And here is my answer to you. I basically put a disclaimer at the beginning of every single one of my episodes for this very reason. This is just the way hookup culture in San Francisco is. When you live in a big city where there's plenty of boys to choose from in the bottom world, then sometimes you become a selfish top. I think the mindset of hitting it and knowing that you'll probably never see that guy ever again puts it in your mind as a selfish top 
that you're just going to come and then he's going to go. And that was merely the premise of the episode. And I know for a fact that you, if you consider yourself a bottom, have experienced it at least once, if not more, in your life. Someone asked me in one of my DM messages how far I'm going into season one. And um, I revealed it in a couple of episodes ago, I think. But I officially decided that season one will end at episode number 50. Uh, That's right, folks. It will end at episode number 50. And we're almost there. We're on the home stretch. We have less than 15 episodes left to go. And then season two will premiere. I'm going to take a couple of months off to sort of prepare and finalize all the details that I've planned for season two. And I'm so excited for you to hear what's in store for season two. But stay tuned for the end of season one, because we're not done yet, folks. We're not done. And I love how one of the things that I struggle with when it comes to interacting with you, the listeners, on any of the social media format DMs is everybody always goes on and on about my boyfriend. And, you know, I made a mistake early on in this season by posting a photo of me and the boyfriend at Dolores Park and it just opened the floodgates of people asking who is he what's his handle like this and that and whatever and it just became one of those things where all of the questions or comments that I would receive on this podcast were predominantly about my fucking boyfriend and I've said it before and I'll say it again I don't reveal anything about my boyfriend any more than a mere comment in episodes. And that's the gist of it. That's the extent of it. And now that I've tried my very best to reiterate that as best as possible, all of you won't stop talking about my ex. So now we're talking about my ex from the how I went from ex-boyfriend to best friend episode. Ugh, God. And he is actually going to kill me because even more so than my boyfriend, my friend Brayden is one of the ones that definitely wants to be completely left out of the spotlight, no matter how big this podcast gets. So I think it's a little bit more fun to kind of talk about him more because he is so resistant to me doing so. But his name is Brayden and that is all you get. Re-expose. So before we hop into what it's like to throw your hair up in a very yellow and very delicious looking blonde man bun, first, let's hop into this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose. This is that hot gay goss here on My Gay Expose Podcast. Welcome to this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose. 
where we try to find topics of conversation that might be relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society. Or just shit that I want to talk about because it's my show and I can talk about whatever the fuck I want. And this week, I would like to thank all of the people out in internet land for showing all of us online that you're taking the responsible route in this pandemic situation and going and getting your vaccines. Many of my friends actually work in the medical field, and so most of them are actually posting photos of themselves getting the vaccine. But here's the thing. I fucking hate needles. This is one of my biggest phobias of all time. And I don't want to see fucking photos of you taking a selfie with a big fat fucking smile on your face while there's this huge needle in your arm. And I really would appreciate it if we could just stop that, please. Because every time I look at a photo of somebody doing this, I get cold sweats. One of my friends actually posted a photo of himself holding up his little certificate that certified that he got his vaccine. Can we just do that? No more needles in arms, I ask you, please. I'm like next to begging at this one here. I don't want to have to block you because you are freaking me out. And I'm pretty excited about this season's RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, I'm not gonna lie. And uh, just as a heads up, spoiler alert, alert. So sit back and if you don't want to listen to this, fast forward just a little bit more to the rest of the episode. But this cast is really fucking good. Like, I love how it sort of just seems that all the queens that Rue picks each year tend to just raise the bar on so many levels in this industry. And I just eat it up. This is actually one of my boyfriend and I's favorite shows to watch together. We're both pretty obsessed with it. And... Generally, there's a lot of good queens, and then there's a few that just kind of like linger by the wayside. But this season, they're actually all really good. There's really not one that I can say is definitely for sure going home. It's actually kind of funny because Elliot with two T's, I sort of wasn't really feeling in the first couple of episodes. But then towards the later part of the third episode, which is I think is the most recent episode... I started to like her a little bit and it's just crazy because there's really not anyone that I can pinpoint that, that I don't like. But what I have to say is, so I can't really pinpoint my top three favorites. So I'm just going to tell you who I think will make it to the top three. It's between Rose, Gottmik, Denali, and Simone. And let me tell you why. Simone is actually just fucking talented as shit. She's really great with the costuming, and she's just got that personality. She's got that it factor, and I can see her going very far. Denali, same thing. I think because of her performance situation with being a figure skater and whatnot, she just has that it factor as well. Gut Mick is just so different, and I do honestly feel the fact that she is a a trans man, that that's going to help her kind of go a little ways as well. And Rosé, Rosé is just fucking talented. That bitch is going to kill it. The thing I think is hilarious is that Candy Muse and 
uh, Tina Burner are kind of predicted to be the ones that will go all the way. But as I'm watching the show, I think that they think that they're the ones that are going to go all the way because they're semi-famous queens. But some of these bitches are showing them up. Like, for example, uh, Olivia Lux beating out Tina Burner in the lip sync. And, like, this bitch has been doing drag for, like, 30 seconds. That's what they said in the show. But I just love this season, and I can't wait to see how this season plays itself out. This is that hot gay goss here on My Gay Expose Podcast. So for this week's topic list of the week, I decided to reach out to a few of my friends and ask them the question, do you think that blondes really do have more fun? And do you like blondes? And if you don't, why? And if you do, why? So let's get those answers now. This is My Gay Exposé Podcast's official topic list of the week. Paul says, Well, I love having fun with blonde boys, so I'd like to think so, because they're having fun with me. Matthew says, To me, hair color doesn't really matter. Mark says, yes, I love blonde boys. I could always go for a good blonde boy. Jeff said, I mean, I think so. Blonde guys always get all the attention. What do you think? You're blonde. Ben says, I think the blonde boys really do have more fun. I mean, it's like when you open your grinder page and you look and you see all the blonde boys. They all pop out separate from everybody else. I kind of feel like that's how it is when you see them on the street or in a bar. So, yes, they probably do have more fun. Braden says, well, he actually just sent the emoji with the slanted eyes and the slanted mouth implying that he's... Like, ugh, are you kidding me with this? But I know that Brayden does actually like blonde boys. Just for the record. Walter says, I don't know any blondes. (sighs) Okay, well, I'm blonde, but that's okay. Thanks, Walter. Josh says, Well, yes, I mean, in true gay stereotypical San Francisco form, I think that blondes really do have more fun, but I don't generally fall into San Francisco gay stereotypes myself. Kevin says, blonde white boys, that is my ultimate type. Of course, blondes have more fun. Why wouldn't they? Patrick says, I don't particularly seek out blonde guys, 
but I'm not opposed to a little fun with a blonde guy. Pete says, while blonde boys have their sexy features, I'm kind of bored by them. I tend to gravitate more towards darker features. The more exotic looking, the better. And Pete, I have to say, this is by far my favorite answer because I couldn't agree more. Christian says, do you mean like fake blonde or like real blonde? Because I could go for either one. Kenneth said, let me guess, you're doing an episode on why San Francisco gays like blonde guys so much. Uh, yeah. See, I love how Kenneth actually answers my question without actually answering my question. Robert says, calm your ass down. Don't be Jessica Simpson. What the fuck? Philip said, I know that everybody tends to be more attracted to blondes, but I don't necessarily think they have any more fun than the rest of us do. Or do they? Roberto says, he actually just sent me this link to a thing where it says that a grinder's removing its racial preference filter from the app. <laughs> This bitch. <laughs> Stupid. So after I gave Roberto shit for sending me some stupid article link about race preference on Grindr, he then replied with, I have more fun with blondes. Blonde guys seem to be big ol' hoes in the sack. And who would kick out a big ol' hoe from their bed? So you go from racism to generalization. And ladies and gentlemen, these are my fucking friends. York says, I do think to some degree blonde boys get more fun and attention, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Maybe because I'm biased towards them more. I do like blonde boys. It's just, they're usually cuter to me, the way they look and the way they're built. Maybe it's the cleaner look. I don't necessarily know if I can pinpoint anything too specific. They're just, to me, visually more appealing overall. Greg says, of course blondes have more fun. Sometimes I wish I was a blonde and then I'd be having way more fun. Michael says, meh, blonde boys are blonde boys, but I definitely wouldn't kick one out of bed the next morning. Daniel says, more fun? Maybe. But I'd like to think that my fun is quality fun, and quality always outweighs quantity. Lori says, being that I've been able to experience many colors, dirty blonde, black, red, and platinum blonde, I would have to say that I feel the most confident in platinum blonde. 
And that confidence is what attracts more attention. Holy shit. Lori, I think you just cracked the code. Perhaps this is why everyone likes blonde boys, because they're all confident. Lisa says, I like redheads and brunettes. Although, there was a cute boy in my AA meeting last night. I <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't tell if he was platinum blonde or if he just had white hair. <laughs> and now you know why I love this girl. Brett says, I don't like blonde guys. Because the guys that I'm after always go after blonde guys. And this week, I decided to answer my very own question. Uh, and no. I have little to no desire to be with any blonde boys. Nor do I seek them out. Why do you ask? Well, I look at myself in the mirror every day for one. And I'm not really attracted to myself. But also, yes, I do think that blondes really do have more fun. And why? Well, let's just say I'm speaking from personal experience. Well, this was most certainly a clusterfuck of answers this week. Half you guys didn't understand what the fuck I was trying to say. Half you guys really like blonde boys. And then the other half are kind of blonde boy haters. And now I'm beginning to wonder why all of you guys are my friends. This is My Gay Expose Podcast's official topic list of the week. One of the things that I first learned when I moved to the beautiful city of San Francisco was that, well, everybody here likes blonde boys. At first, I didn't notice it. I did my hair and bleached it blonde for the very first time mere months before moving to this city. And once I got here, I, I didn't really notice all the attention I was getting. Well, because at first I was married then I was dating a guy for a year. And, you know, in the short periods of time in between when I was trying to hit people up on Grindr or just went out to bars and clubs and met people, I, I did notice a lot of stares going my way. But you know how it is. Sometimes you don't always know if people are looking at you like, ooh, look at that. Or if they're looking at you like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? You never know. And, you know, I was still new. So I didn't know why people were staring at me all the time. But as time went on, the more I realized that I got a lot of looks. When I started my a very aggressive hookup grinder phase, let's just say I did pretty well for myself. Countless guys mentioned how much they liked blondes and told me that my blonde hair was something that they sought after. And then once I started making friends and hanging out with them in bars and realizing that 
like, you know, once we talked amongst, amongst ourselves back and forth and talked about who's into what guy and he's into that guy and who's into that guy, I realized all of these guys in this city just can't get enough of that blonde boy. So maybe it is true. Maybe blondes really do have more fun. I decided that I really liked my blonde look. And ironically, as I sit here recording this moment now, I actually just cut my hair and I'm no longer blonde at the moment. But I've been blonde for all five years of my San Francisco days. And I have to say, it's gotten me a lot of positive and negative attention. So, obviously, I've talked all about the positive attention. So, what's the negative attention, you might be asking yourself? Well, it's simple. It comes from all the other blondes. That's right, folks. Let me explain something to you. In San Francisco, we're basically a hub. So if you don't know what that means is basically people come from all over the world to get some of the most pristine and noteworthy jobs in the world. So we literally get people from everywhere, every single walk of life, every color of the rainbow, any and all come and are welcome. And to be honest with you, that's one of the things that I love more in this world about this city. All the diverse different types of people that you meet and learn about. But what that means is because we do get a lot of foreign residents who come to work in some of the like tech jobs and things of that nature here in the city, is they all like blonde boys. So I did notice a shift in the attention I was getting in Sacramento versus San Francisco, for sure. I felt like San Francisco guys just liked me more. But perhaps it was the blonde thing. But when I started hanging out with friends and socializing and meeting groups of people, what I noticed was there was this weird thing throughout the gay community that was kind of an unspoken just situation. Whenever I met another blonde boy, it was like this weird tension built between us. Like we stared each other up and down and like in the opening story, we kind of casually did that little side eye. At first, I think I was oblivious to it, but as time moved on and as more social as I got on and as more friends as I made and the more that they profess their undying love for said blonde boys, I realized this was a competition. We blonde boys, we don't really not like each other, but we don't necessarily care for one another. How many blonde boys do you ever see in groups of friends together? For me, that's not really a common thing in San Francisco. We pretty much surround ourselves by everyone else. And now I'm understanding and realizing what that is. Now, I don't necessarily condone this course of action, but what's there is there. And this is a very, very real thing. I can't tell you how many times I've been in groups of friends where, and it's almost 
always with Kahoy. We sit there and it's like three of us. And then suddenly we're like a group of 15 people because that bitch knows absolutely everyone in this city. And I don't fucking know how, but he does. And every time we hang out together, we always end up hanging out in huge groups, meeting new people, which was great. I love meeting new people. And I've kindled many friendships along the way. But there's always that token blonde boy that's present. And then I realized, fuck, I'm the token blonde boy. Ugh, God, I need new friends. You know, now that I think about it, it, what's crazy is like, I really don't have any blonde friends. Like none at all. The only blonde friends I have are Asian guys that bleach their hair blonde. And that's it. Oh, and my one straight friend. That's, that's really it. So maybe this whole cultural way of living in this city is pretty accurate. And I'm doing it even though I'm not even making any sort of effort to. So what I learned was that there was this whole cultural way of living when you're a blonde boy. That you're supposed to stank eye the other blonde boy. You're supposed to give him the mean mugging look to the other blonde boy. He is your competition because someone wants to go home with the blonde boy and it's between you and him. And my personality type dictates that I pretty much give anyone a chance to be friends with and or get to know. So this whole thing that I felt as though I was supposed to follow once learned when I moved to San Francisco was not really something I wanted to participate in but something that I found myself pressured to participate in because I was supposed to. Truth be told, my current boyfriend has openly admitted that he pretty much only ever goes for blonde boys. Like, that's his sole type. I remember when we first met at a bar, I was actually on a date with another guy. And things were going well, but it was very clear that we were kind of just on the friends level. I remember we were at a bar, it's called The Lookout, and it was like a Monday or something, and it was super, super slow. So me and this guy were out on the patio area overlooking the city, and these two guys came up to us. One was super overly wasted and basically just interrupted our conversation and started to talk. And then there was the quiet guy in the back and he kind of like chimed in here and there, but he didn't really, he didn't really like, he was a little shy and reserved. And the other guy was a little way too aggressive, but we ended up leaving and the quieter guy ended up hitting me up on Grinder, And this is when my boyfriend and I began to chat, began to talk, began to date, began to fuck. And the rest, ladies and gentlemen, is history. We're moving towards our second year in our relationship. But my my boyfriend tells me the story like like almost a year later, basically that when he and the friend before they approached us, he was like, "So, what guy in this bar do you like? Like what what guys are type?" And as I was sitting out on the patio area, he immediately pointed to me and said, that one, right there, I like blondes. And 
This, by the way, folks, is not the first person in San Francisco that I have talked to who has the very same taste in men. Most, in fact, of all of my Asian friends almost always end up with some sort of blonde boy. One of my closest friends frequents um, many of the parties that me and my roommate tend to throw. And he always brings a different blonde guy every time. And I remember one of these parties, I was so fucking wasted and he showed up and I was like, oh my God, you made it. Oh my God. And I gave him a big old hug, kissed him on the side of the cheek. And I was like, I miss you so much. Oh my God. I'm so glad you made it. And his little blonde boyfriend was giving me the dirtiest of stink eyes. Like I was oblivious and too wasted to kind of like notice, but many of my friends were like, what was up with his guy that he brought? He was mean mugging you like nobody's business. And that's just a fact of life that here in the city I've come to terms with. We blondes, whether we want to admit it or not, we might pretend to like each other, but we most certainly don't care for one another. And that's just one of those harsh truths that blondes in San Francisco have to live with. And with that, let's hop into this week's Gay Walk of Shame story, which just so happens to have this very same feisty blonde undertone. This is My Gay Walk of Shame, here on My Gay Expose Podcast. This story started something very similar to that of the opening story. I once again found myself in a crowded gay bar with, uh, as you probably would have guessed it, Kahoy. And before we knew it, we went from three to another random group of 15 people introducing each other one by one. And there he was, just like the time before. I spotted a blonde boy from across the room. I immediately composed myself anew that I was going to have to jump into my ritualistic side-eye blonde boy situation. This, by the way, is something that I don't particularly care to do because I'm just way too down to earth. But it was something that in San Francisco, I'd learned that I kind of had to do. Because if I didn't, the other guy would. And so I needed to follow suit. We began the side-eyeing, and as I continued to side-eye, I realized that he wasn't really side-eyeing. And as the night carried on, and the drinks continued to flow, and all the 15 guys left the bar one by one, and we found ourselves in a group of five, I looked over and realized one of the five was that same blonde boy. But as he continued to drink, he continued to actually become kind of a cool guy. Like he wasn't really talking to me at first, but then as the conversations continued to flow, I noticed that he sort of started to interact with me a little. And as the night went on, I thought, well, maybe this guy's a little different. Well, this story has kind of an ironic and strange twist. The next morning, I awoke in the most hungover and post-inebriated state of mind, 
and looked to my left and found none other than that blonde boy in bed with me naked as was I. That's right, folks. It turns out that I had gone home with that blonde boy. The guy that I thought that I had to mean mug the whole night because, well, that's what gay societies taught us to do, ended up being the guy that I went home with to fuck. And truth be told, I can't tell you how it was this week on the sex scale because, to be honest with you, I don't remember not one second of it. But I went home with a blonde boy. And I guess that answers that age-old question. In this case, it turns out that blondes really do have more fun because we had fun together. At least I think so. And this week's Gay Walk of Shame sex scale from 1 to 10 for the blonde boy that I found myself in bed with the next morning is I really don't know because truth be told, I don't remember shit. So we're going to have to skip this for this week. This is My Gay Walk of Shame here on My Gay Expose Podcast. So what did we learn today? Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, transgender and questioning. Well, I guess the old saying is true. Blondes really do have more fun. And I don't really understand why, because as I've stated before, I'm really not into them. But I will take all the attention where the attentions do. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will bleach my hair with you next time. Hey guys, thanks for joining me exposing my gay here on my gay expose podcast. If you like what I exposed on today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Um, if you listen to me on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or the newly developed Amazon Music slash podcast format, uh, just hit the follow button. My Gay Expose podcast is also available on Anchor as well as any and all other podcast formats. Do you have any questions, comments, things you want me to talk about? Please email me at mygayexpose at gmail.com. That's mygayexpose at gmail.com. Com. And for more on my work, including my blog, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie, please take a look at my website at www.ronniewashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I washburn.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at My Gay Expose Podcast, Twitter at My Gay Expose, and Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And uh, by the way, don't forget to join us next time for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me, Ronnie Washburn, exposing my gay here on My Gay Expose Podcast. And I'll see you next time.